Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. We are so glad that you are with us. We hope that you are settled in for uh, this week's podcast. I would encourage you to get a cup of coffee, something to drink, uh, maybe uh, some candy or some popcorn, whatever. But we are not letting Pastor Rhodes, who is still in the studio, we are not letting him have any more coffee. Uh, well, no, because his coffee cup is full of candy wrappers. I just want to note that he brought in, what, is that 12 things of Splenda? Were you expecting to need 12 things of Splenda? Actually, my wife brought that to me. Oh. Because That's my, a lot of Splenda. He didn't have any in his office. That's a whole That's lot, a of lot of Splenda. You can I make know. a cake with that. That'll last about three days. <laughs> yeah. We're going to pray him through. Anyway, so we are glad you're here, and whatever that... Uh, you need to sit and watch this. We or listen to this. Yeah, if you watched it, it maybe we will Bless get your hearts. That's the next step is getting this on YouTube because you would just enjoy. I'm sure watching. Oh I'd have to fix my hair. I know. Yeah. Take that hat off. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like I like the backwards hat. I've never seen no. you without a hat. Yeah. Well, I'm bald, so. I don't. I don't you wear hats. Are not. <laughs> you are not bald. Anyway. We are right across from me tonight. We have our wonderful Chris Norman, who is trying to keep us all uh, behaving ourselves. I give. I gave up. You gave up. Yeah. And please do not call him your assistant, right? My assistant is to my left. Yes, oh my, my fabulous Darryl. assistant. Thank you very much. Pa- fabulous, amazing Daryl Rhodes. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be sitting next to you, Chris. The amazing. Chris, I'm I'm a major fan of yours. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I think you're an incredible <laughs> pastor, an incredible teacher. Well, thank you. I received that. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. You're wow. a good friend. Thank yeah, you. Let's, yeah. let's get Do you guys this. need a minute? No, yeah. I really, I think he means that. He's sincere. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and he always smells good. That's why I like him next to me. <laughs> you're not the first man to say that. <laughs> he always smells good. This is a little weird. It's getting it's awkward. It's getting really awkward. Should we cut this and start all over? No. no. <laughs> Sitting right across from Daryl. It's his... my daughter, Tiffany Michelle Kramer. Wow. Yeah. Tiffany Hold out Michelle. the middle name. Now I'm in trouble. Your huh? beautiful <laughs> daughter who is on a journey. Careful. Yeah. It's all I'll say. Yeah. And, you know. We're all on journeys. We all are on journeys. And we are saying, we're so proud of Tiffany. It's so good to to have her with us on this podcast. And she has been really faithful. Chris, we are, you know, she she really is pretty faithful. She's missed a few, but we're really happy that she's here. She's the second most faithful one. She is. And, and. We invite Pastor because uh, Chris likes for him to come, so we invite him. And to I come. have to be invited. And he has I to be invited. I just don't assume that I can be here. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. But anyway, here we are tonight, and I know all of you are saying, "Shut up! I want to listen <laughs> to a continuation of last week's podcast." And what a great podcast! And it was. it it makes me want to hear more because I sat in my office uh, with. Uh, Daryl and, and this young couple, 
John and Rachel Skiles a few weeks ago, and we had such a great time of communication and talking about pastoring. We were really honored that they wanted to come all the way to Farmington to talk to us about ministry and, and goals and from uh, Siberia. Yeah, from Siberia. It's a long <laughs> trip. It's a long trip. All, yeah. all the way from Siberia. Siberia. Yeah. And now, how do you get there from Jefferson City? <laughs> north. Go <Vietnam>. north. <laughs> Venice. <laughs> That's right, Venice. Vienna. Oh. <laughs> for those listen of you, to the last one. Yes, for those of you that wonder why we're so crazy, just listen to last week's podcast and you'll see. We're now geography. Okay. <laughs> yeah. For someone that travels around the world, uh, you got a little lost on that last one, but that's okay. We're a little left of Alaska. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little left. Well, we've been to Vienna because uh, we've been there many, many times. Uh, but yeah. then, but then also we've been to Venice, and I couldn't remember. I got them confused. Well, <laughs> they're a lot alike. Actually, <laughs> almost the they're same. a whole lot alike. John and Rachel are, are from Iberia. And are doing, they're just a beautiful couple, John and Rachel, welcoming you. Did you say Liberia? No. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. They're going to get off here, and they're going to say, where are we from? (laughs) Where do we go tonight? Liberia. We're we're out out in the middle of a hayfield, so, you know, hey, it's okay. You you really are in a hayfield. Your church is in the middle of a a big old hayfield. You got about 15 acres there of... 12. We have 12 acres. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Great location, and and you can't miss it when you're driving down the highway. It's nice, big church campus there. Yes. Yeah. And amazing pastors. Rachel, I know that you're the one that talks so much. You can't, uh, John can't get a word in edgewise, but but we are so thankful that you are here. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) A beautiful woman of God you are. And a mother of four young men. Uh, she doesn't look old enough to have a son 20 years old. No. No, not. I seriously, the last time I saw them, I thought, John David, he's probably like 25. <laughs> seriously, I promise yeah. that I, that's really, last, last time we were at a conference and I was like, oh, we're oldies. Probably 25, maybe 30. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, I mean, but that's... that's- Ten years on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think all the scouts look young. Ex- they do, except Larry. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, he can't even defend. But Larry's himself. up in his mid seventies, so. <laughs> right, right. That's that's the new fifties, right there. Yeah. A- anyway, we're so glad that you're back, and uh, we want to jump right back in here if we can and talk about uh, what we were talking about last week. Uh, you talked about your four sons and how. God just began to deal with your hearts, and you began to uh, pour into them, and and, uh, you talked about the rite of passage. Would you like to just kind of start a little bit with that, because you wanted your sons to learn how to be gentlemen and not jerks, and how to to treat uh, each other right, how to treat, uh, know how to respect their elders, their parents, and then how to be a gentleman to a lady and for how ladies to to uh be uh women of god or ladies and not losers and not and feel like they're important so would you guys just probably back up just a little bit and just begin to talk to us and tell us a little bit about uh what you did and you left us on the cliff with the party for Mm -hmm. your son he was 16 years old 
And right. you have these men of God that came in and prayed, and you don't have to say all that again, because we're going to make people go back and listen to that one just in case they don't hear it. But tell right. us what from there, where you went. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so we, um, after after we prayed for our sons, and again, I mean, it was just a powerful moment. Uh, it really, really was. And our sons were crying. I was crying, which I'm a big baby anyways. Um, but uh, we were crying and just thanking God. And so after that moment of prayer, we had all the all the men go back and sit down. And I felt it important to put uh, a weapon in my son's hand. Um, and when I mean a weapon, I don't I don't mean a, I don't mean a, a weapon, but I mean a weapon that he can use spiritually. Uh, for spiritual warfare, a weapon that um, God had gifted him with in talent and ability and something that he could take and carry for the rest of his life. And so um, we we prayed about what to give our son. And uh, we, we really begin to look at their personality, really begin to look at uh, how they were developing as as young men, as squires, uh, as pages and squires. And uh, we really just began to examine that. And um, we determined that uh, for and I'll just I'll start with my oldest son. We just we determined for my oldest son that we wanted to put a, a guitar in his hand um, now. And and I wasn't just going to go by, you know, anything. I wanted to get him something that he would that he could grow into something that he would really enjoy. So I went and, and I, and we spent a lot of money on this. Now, now you don't have to spend a lot of money to do a rite of passage, but we wanted it to be absolutely special for them. We wanted it to be a night that they would remember for the rest of their lives. And so we, um, you know, we, we worked, we worked and we saved money and we put money back and, and, uh, it was a sacrifice for us, but it spoke something into our sons and they realize and understand that they are absolutely, uh, special and they have crossed the line, uh, from, they, they have moved on. So with our oldest son, we went and bought him a, an electric guitar. He, he plays the guitar. We went and bought him, uh, it a wretch. I was going to say, it wasn't just an electric guitar. No, it was a Gretsch. It was a Gretsch. And, uh, yeah, we also bought him a pedal, uh, a, a, a pedal board to go with that. And, and we, we blessed him with that. Uh, and it was that moment we, we, we had him facing the crowd and, and I had, um, his brother. I had his brother, AJ, his, uh, my second son, and and I told I told him on this night I said Jaron this is your night but AJ you are Jaron's best man this night you you yeah. make sure he's dressed right you get him to the party at the right That's time cool. yeah, we so cool. we live a hundred hundred yards from the church but I wanted AJ to have that responsibility and 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 so when it come that time Jaron was facing the crowd and AJ comes out carrying this guitar and mm. we turned. And AJ's holding this guitar, and I mean, his face just started glowing. That's and, amazing. And I mean, it was just a powerful moment. It was. That's awesome. And, and then vice versa with AJ on his night of honor, we wanted to put a weapon in his hand. 
And so Jaron was AJ's best man. And uh, Jaron made sure AJ was dressed right. And no, I mean, AJ made sure Jaron was dressed right. <laughs> that is so awesome. AJ is my personality kid. So, you know, uh, AJ is just a very natural leader. So even though Jaron was the best man, AJ was like, hey, your shirt's crooked. Let's make, let's iron that. Let's make sure it looks good. Yeah, it's but, awesome. but in that moment, um, we had AJ facing the crowd and Jaron and his, and, and, and my third son, Toby comes bringing this piano. We bought him a piano and it wasn't just any piano. Uh, it was a, it was a Nord. This we was your second, this was your second son. This is our second son, AJ. Yeah. And we bought him a Nord. We bought him a piano that he could grow into. He will never have to buy another piano in his life unless he just mm-hmm. wants to. Um, and, and it is a, I mean, like I said, these these gifts that we gave them, they were sacrifices on our part. We we had to save and we had to work at it. You know, sure. I I haven't been able to use an income tax return on myself for the last four years. <laughs> 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 but like I said, this these moments were so impactful that they remember them. They remember yes. I am not a kid anymore. I am now a young man on my way to being a man and they young men need that rite of passage. Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. I love Um, it. And then, and there was just several other things in the process um, of raising them. It wasn't just a night of honor. Um, We, you can go quickly. Yeah. We, we, we had several different, uh, trophy moments and let me just hit these and highlight these okay okay? yeah i was wanting that was one of the things i wanted to ask you so how okay i love the fact that you had the big nights for them because i i feel like our audience and i know they're going to have a lot of questions because it feels especially if you have a 10 11 12 14 year old 15 year old and like how can i catch up what can i do because i think they're going to immediately see the value in what right. you're saying. And and so if you can tell us a little bit of some of these things that you did uh, yeah. along the way and so that yeah. they can join in where they're at. Well, and, and to speak to that, um, to that parent that's thinking, how do I catch up or what do I do in, in the book uh, that I, that I drew a lot of this from raising a modern day night, he did a rite of passage, but his wasn't necessarily as elaborate. He took his son's, his father's father-in-law, uncles, they went out on a camping trip and around a campfire, uh, they all shared and poured into him, into that particular son. And then they, and then he went and bought them. He actually bought them a sword and had their name inscribed in, you know, so mm. you can, you can take this and, and you can, you can make it your own. The, mm-hmm. the, the party and the celebration, the ride of the night of honor, that that's me and Rachel. That's mm-hmm. because she's a planner and a party planner. And she said, we're doing a party. And I said, let's do a party. I love it. <laughs> and I so, love it. but there's other moments in your kid's life. We mentioned dedication being that first one. Okay. Um, for us, the, the night of honor, that 16 year old, the next one after, after turning 16 was graduation. Mm-hmm. All right. And we don't, you know, a lot of people, they think you have to do something every year. Uh, you don't. These aren't birthday parties. These are trophy moments. These are monument moments. You have accomplished something. 
Uh, and so graduation. We, and how, we how many gra- are there, John? How many moments? Uh, one, two, we did one, two, three, four, five, wow. six moments. I have six moments all together. For each son. And, but it's not as elaborate. But, but they're not as elaborate. Okay, okay. So for, okay. for graduation, uh, we bought them a compass. And we had a specific scripture uh, put on the compass. Um, and so Jaren actually has a compass. AJ has a necklace because that's his personality. He, he'd rather wear the compass as a necklace where Jaren has it sitting on his dresser in his room. And that's just to remind them that God designs their steps and they have to follow the path that God laid before them. And so, um, so, so that was graduation. Uh, a few weeks ago, I sat down with the two oldest and I released them as men. Which is a big, which is a big moment. Yeah. That's the moment where they move from being a squire to a knight. I have two knights, mm. and I no longer. Yes, they're still my sons, but I no longer view them as my sons. They are now my brothers in arms. Wow, that's cool. It's powerful. And that's something that, as a parent and as a dad, you have to. You have to keep because dad keeps wanting to come up and I have to remember, no, they are my brothers. Mm. I've released them. Mm. Um, I didn't do any kind of trophy. I didn't do any kind of token other than my words of confirmation, me looking them in the eyes and saying, God has given me everything at this point that I am supposed to give you. You are now a man. Um, The military has not. I, I, I would not let the military define them as a man. I would not let the alcohol industry or the tobacco industry. I would wow, not let their so school good. or their coaches. That was my job. Raising godly men, that was my And it was my job because only a knight can make a knight. Mm-hmm. And only a man of God instructs a man of God on what to do. And even Paul said that. He said, older men instruct the younger men yes. on what to do and how to behave. And, and older women instruct the younger women. And so uh, several weeks ago, we sit down at the table and we had our last table talk, which I'll hit that in just a minute. And I released the boys and I said, you are now men. And uh, their, their two younger brothers were sitting there and they saw it. They were with them and I shared some things with them. And and uh, and so they are they are men. And we now, Rachel and I, are learning as parents how to parent two adult children because we've released them as well as two teenage children's living in our home. And so uh, that was big. The next moment is marriage. So we got one in 11 days that's about to be married. And I sit down with him and had just a private table talk with him and just shared with him the things that God wanted me to pour into him as a man, a man to a man. And uh, I gave him a trophy and that trophy was a shoe brush, um, a shoe, something that you clean shoes with. And I told him, look, you you hold that brush and now it's your job to clean your wife's shoes, not mm. just not just not just physically, but spiritually. You 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 serve her because the person that cleans shoes, they have to get down on their knees and they are cleaning that person's shoes. And so um, so I instructed him that, hey, it's your job to serve her, get down and serve her, use that brush, clean her shoes Wipe off. She may you may clean her shoes one day. She may walk out, walk in the mud and come back in the house. You clean her shoes again because wow. that's what God. So did. so you're using that metaphorically. So uh, how would yes. what would the practical side of that be? Of the of the shoe brush. Yeah. 
Well, just the fact that he and I gave it to him and so he can set it on his dresser. It's just to remind him that, hey, you 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 serve her in the way you talk. It goes back all the way to the DNA statements and everything that we've shared. I thought she's clean. <laughs> I'm just saying. I polish yeah, my shoes. I'm gonna wife. get Lou one. I, I well, polish my wife's shoes all the time. I do too. I love I love polishing my shoes and my wife's shoes, and that's where God gave me that lesson. I mm. sit down uh, so last winter, I believe it was, because I couldn't go outside, and I started cleaning every shoe in the house. And God said, "This is what you need to be doing for your wife all the time." Wow. And and God just began to download that man lesson into me to share with my sons. And then the the final trophy moment that I will have with my children is the day that they have children. Mm. The day they have children, I have a gift that I will give them. Mm. I will give them running baton. All right. So we've all seen a, a, a four, four by 100, a four by 200 where the, the runner starts and he has the baton in his hand. And when he gets to the next runner, they pass it off. And that next runner runs the next part of the, the race. All right. Um, it is not my job to raise my grandkids. It's my job to influence them. It will be my son's jobs to raise them. So on that day, I have a baton for each one of them. And I will take it to him and I will hand it to him. And that first scripture that I read from Malachi, where God brought them together and what was God seeking? Godly offspring. I yeah. will give them that scripture. I will hand them that baton and I will tell them, hey, now it's your job. Everything that I have done, go do it and do it better than I did it. And wow. those are the trophy moments. I wish I would have known this when my first daughter was born at, when I was 23 years old. Never heard anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, and, and it's just, um, you know, it's something that we're passionate about. We're supposed to be raising godly offspring. If God wants to bless generations to the third and the fourth generation, he can't do that unless unless the spirit of God is passed from one generation to the yes, next. That's right. Yes. And it's and time. So, this kind of teaching is going to stop people, all of us in our tracks, because I'm telling you, John, it did me. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it just really you know, imparted something to me and impacted me in a more determined way. And right. and the more that, that you preach it, you teach it, you live it, the more that, because we're so mandated today to make a difference and we can't make a difference if we can't reach our homes. And if right. husbands can't be husbands and wives be wives and raising our children was something that we can pass on because we have passed on something to our children. Do we like the fruit of it? Mm-hmm. Obviously not. And mm-hmm. so then, you know, uh, listeners may think, you know, my children are too far gone. I'm too far gone. But no, they're not because God in his mercy and his grace, we, you know, we're having these podcasts. You're sharing your story. You're preaching, you know, at different places and doing this. And I believe that, John, there is such a ministry and need for this today like right. never before because you've proved it can be get done. You're doing it in your children. And many well, others are. Right. Could right. you teach this in a one-night men's session? <laughs> I could do my best. <laughs> Would it be better to do two nights? Uh, probably, probably. Um, so let, if I can, let me take you back to, to them being uh, 11 and 12 years old. Yes, so please. In the, in the process of beginning this, you know, I, I read that scripture from Proverbs to train up a child in the way they should go. Um, 
that's not me telling them what they should be. That's God telling them and me listening to God and, and pointing them in that direction. And so, so I begin to pray and say, God, what, uh, what do you need my sons to hear? And God began to, uh, just share with me, uh, what, what we call table talk. All right. So God would give me something that I need to share with my sons. And so we would have what is called table talk. Now, we were very specific about this table talk. Um, we would we would set an appointment with our sons. And how often say, hey, how often did you do that? I, we did it. I have about 15 of those okay. uh, 15 lessons. So it wasn't like a, a weekly thing. Um, you know, sometimes we would go two or three, two or three months. Listen, sometimes you got to we... write this book because I need these things <laughs> in the house. Like you need to get it done. Look, I will share everything with you. Okay, if you good. want it, I will totally I email. Want it. All... I want okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you the unedited version. So, but I, we would, we, we were very specific about table talk. Um, they had to. Uh, we made an appointment with them. Why? Why did you make an appointment with your kids? Well, because our world runs off of appointments. Yes. And I had to teach my sons that if an appointment is made, you keep that appointment. If you write that in your calendar and you say you'll be there, then you'll be there. So that was a teaching moment. Every moment is a teaching moment. It's just in how you look at it. So we would make an appointment. We would say, hey, Saturday morning at 10 o'clock is table talk. And they knew that they, because it was an appointment, they knew that they had to come to the table and they had to be dressed and ready to go. It wasn't a crawl out of bed and come in your pajamas. Okay, that's important. It, I love that. It is. It, it was not. Mine would be in his pajamas. I never say I love that so much on, on podcasts no, as no. I have, but my goodness, I just keep. This is the best podcast I love ever. it. I love it. We, well, Can't we had it. a. We had a we have a statement that if you're if you're early you're on time if you're on time you're late and if you're late don't even bother showing up. Oh my goodness, right. that sounds like Daryl Rhodes. Yeah, same way. <laughs> and so they would come to the table. They would come dressed. They were there before ten o'clock because if I had to wait on them, then they knew that I was going to take extra time and they were going to have to do some extra chores when it was done because from ten o'clock till eleven or twelve. However long the table talk needed to take, that was my time. That was God's time. Uh, and they also had to come with their notebook and their Bible. They had to come prepared. It's just like any other meeting. You have to come prepared. And so and we would sit down and I would just share what God had shared with me. Um, some of those lessons were for specific sons. Uh, I did one. And I hope it's okay that I share this. I did one on laziness because God laid it into me because my oldest son would rather sit in his bed and play video games than get up and take the trash out because belated obedience is disobedience. (laughs) And so God said, you need to teach him about being lazy and putting things off to the last moment. And so we did a table talk. Uh, we had some table talks where the boys would have friends over. They would come to me like at a ball game. Hey, Dad, can 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 Gabe come in the night? That's fine. But, you know, we have a table talk at 10 in the morning. Don't worry. He'll be fine. He'll come to the table with us. OK, so there were table talks where we had guests that sit in with us. Huh. Uh, some of those moments 
uh, Rachel spin on and some of them she didn't. Um, and, and it wasn't because I, you know, she, she could sit in on any one of them, but she, she realized and understood that this was, this was a man raising a man. I think and that's so important. I do too. Like it, it just so, so, so vital. Yes. And so, there are some moms that are raising their kids themselves. And I believe that God equips a mom to do what she needs to do. But in this situation where there's both parents at home, I think that's so beautiful that yes. that the father steps into his role as he's supposed to and the mother steps into her role as she's supposed to. And if it was a daughter, John, would you have Rachel be doing what you're doing with the sons? Well, that was one of my questions. If you'd had girls, because there's people that's sitting with girls, and that's really important. Mm-hmm. If, if, if we had daughters we would have taught them how to be ladies. Um, my wife is quiet and you can probably tell that from the podcast. Mm -hmm. She's probably said five words. Um, let me tell you something when it comes to prayer, Mm -hmm. she is a powerful woman of God. Uh, she, I love, I would love listening to her. Yeah. They're probably going to make you pray. (laughs) Exactly. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. I, I love hearing her pray. And, um, but yeah, she absolutely would have taught, we would have taught her, taught our daughter or daughters, uh, to be ladies and not losers. We would have taught them the importance of being elegant and, and graceful, not, not sissies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, because I think, I think a godly woman is a very strong woman, Yes, uh, but she knows when to be graceful and she knows when to be forceful. I think a woman of God understands better than a man. When the scripture reads that Jesus is the lion and the lamb, she understands both elements of that mm-hmm. because there are moments where she needs to be soft and gentle. And there are moments where she needs to be a roaring lion because I'll tell you something, you mess with Rachel's boys, mm-hmm. you just watch out yeah. because you're about to get a whole bunch of mom in your face. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. No, no, for sure. Uh, and also, I think when we talked, uh, you, you mentioned a, a few things as daughters, as a father, also uh, speaking into, and you said it a while ago, there are times where a, a mother has to speak into her son's life. She has to show that. And that uh, mother-son relationship is so important. But also, it's the same way when it comes to uh, a father and a daughter. Mm -hmm. And so tell us a little bit there, John, on how you would handle that. Uh, I I think a daughter absolutely needs a godly man in her life. She needs a godly father in her life. I think the thing that I see in the church is that women, they can relate with Jesus, the son, and they can relate with the power of the Holy Spirit. But when it comes to the heavenly father, they have difficulty relating because they had such a difficult childhood concerning a father, whether the father was absentee, whether the father was at home, but still absentee, um, whether he just wasn't a good, a good father. And, and that young lady needs to know what a true man of God is. He needs to know, or she needs to know that a, a, a true man of God speaks words of grace over her and words of beauty over her. Um, 
he will point out when things are not right, but he will do it in a loving and, and caring manner. Uh, and I think that is, I think a young woman needs that. I, I absolutely do. Um, I think, I, and I'm not trying to belittle the mother's role at all. Please hear, hear my, hear my heart. Don't hear my words. I am not trying to belittle the mother's role whatsoever, but I think God is very plain and clear on, on raising of children. Um, this verse just came to mind. I had my son go grab my Bible real quick. Uh, Ephesians chapter six and verse number four. Ephesians six and verse four, it says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. What does that verse tell me? It says that whether you have young men or young women, dad, it's your job to raise and train your kids to follow God. Yes, that's right. Amen. And and I wish and that is my passion. Men need to be men of God. Yes. And they need to raise daughters need to know what a man of God is, what he looks like, so that when some bum comes along and says, How you doing, girl? She looks right through that flattery and says, <laughs> yes. You're a bum. You're not a man of God. There what would so, you say to to the single moms out there? Because I know so many, yes. so many mamas that are raising their kids by themselves, and they they would love to be able to teach these principles to their sons and daughters themselves, and and they simply don't have a male role, a male role model in their life. And and I, of course, that's it, that's the ideal situation, but it's not always the the situation that they're in. So what would you say to those moms or, or a dad by themselves? Mm-hmm. I, to the single moms that would be listening first, I would say, get your kids to church. Yeah. I mean, absolutely put them in the house of God. Um, secondly, that verse that says raise in Proverbs, raise up a child, train up a child in the way they should go. They need to start praying that from a parent's perspective. Mm -hmm. Mom, you need to start praying that and saying, God, what path do you want my child to walk? Dad's not in the picture. He, he, he's not a great example, but you are a great example, heavenly father. And so how would, how do I need to train them? What lessons do I need to teach them? What men are you wanting to put into our life? Because God will send, God will send men Mm -hmm. to speak into your children's lives. Um, I I drive a school bus and as well as pastoring, I drive a school bus and I'm telling you, there's not a day that does not go by that a kid will get on the bus and they will run up and grab my arm and just hug and squeeze it Mm -hmm. and just say, Hi, John. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that they've started calling me Pastor John. Uh, uh, so that's just cool. I'm I'm Pastor John. I've, I've got some on the soccer team. They call me Father John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but what you're saying is still true, John, because uh, at our church, we have young men that will tell you. In fact, Luz, uh Tiffany's husband is one that wasn't raised with a father in the home. And right. and we have a, another young man or two that I can just think of really, really quick that were raised by mothers. But they will tell you that it was the godly men in the church mm-hmm. that made a difference in their life. They watched. They right. watched. And, and, right. and so, 
you know, what you're saying is so powerful. God and women are looking, and, and I, you know, I'm so glad that Tiffany said that about mothers, you know, that are right. that are raising right. alone. There's just so many. There's so many know, of them so because many. we have it all the time. Yeah, and single moms, they could, you know, we make play dates for our kids. Um, you know, if you've got, if there's a single mom and you're in a good church and you know that that guy is 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 a great guy or something of that sort, uh, maybe set up a time where. Or even get them involved with the men's group. I mean, mm-hmm. as young teenagers, our boys were going good. Yes. to get involved and to hear what other men of God had to say. You know, yeah. make, make an appointment with, with a, you know, one of the deacons of the church and say, hey, would you mind just having breakfast with, with, my, with my son or my mm-hmm. daughter? And just, you know, and mom, if you're not sure about leaving, then sit, sit in the booth just down the way where mm-hmm. you can absolutely watch what's going on. But... Yeah. But, but give them that time, you know, um, because there are men, there are men of God that will absolutely be willing to speak and to love. A true man of God loves, loves, loves everyone. Okay. So, so they will take time to pour into that young man or that young woman to, to, to pray over them, to, to check on them, to see how they're doing. And I love that. Amen. God will do that. God Amen. will do that. Well, John and um, Rachel, go, go ahead. Do you have some something well, was, else before we close here? For that, for that mom, um, one more thing that I did and one thing that will help her. We, and I got this from John Maxwell. John Maxwell's dad paid him to read books. Hmm. He, he paid him to read books. He would walk up to him and he would say, John, here's a book. I want you to read it. If you read it in this amount of time, I'll pay you. And so John Maxwell. That. <laughs> my dad did that. Yeah. Did your dad do that? Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. My dad paid and me to so, memorize scripture. <laughs> and and so I it's did so that good, with my I, I over the course I gave them four different books and I paid them to read them and uh, and and there's just there's some great books out there for young men there's great books out there uh, and there are books that I love the, uh, let me give you two books and then I'll and then I'll quit the first one that I had my boys read all of them they they read it about the age of twelve years old it's called A Tale of Three Kings. By Gene Edwards. A Tale of Three Kings by Gene Edwards. It is a simplistic read. It is the story of, of, of Saul, David, and Absalom. And it deals with what kind of heart do you have? Mm. You have the heart of Saul, the heart of David, or the heart of Absalom. Mm. And it is a good book for young men or young women. And pay them. Say, hey, if you read this book in a month, I'll pay you $20. If it takes you longer than a month, I'll pay you 15. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it's not done, if it's not done in a month and a half, then I'll sit down with you and we will read it as a bedtime story every night. Yeah, there you go. And, and, and my boys read it. They read it. The second book that my boys probably enjoyed a lot was, uh, play the man by Mark Batterson. Play the Man. Play the Man by Mark Batterson. And I bought the DVD series that that goes with it. And on Saturday mornings, we would sit and we would watch it. And I, you know, I told him, hey, you need to read this week or or over the next two weeks. You need to read chapters one through whatever it was. And then we would sit and we would watch that video and then we would talk about it. And they loved that book and that video series. And it was so good. 
because he talks about a lot of these things about the raising up of his sons and training them. And, and so, um, so yeah, so those, those are the books. So, you know, if you're wanting to get your kids on the right track, pay them, pay them to read a book. There you go. Also remind us of the first book that you mentioned in the first session about the night. Yeah. The, the first book that we got a lot of stuff from was raising a modern day night by Robert Lewis. Yes. Oh, so much here to unpack. But I believe that as people listen to podcast one and podcast two, John and Rachel, that it is going to raise up something within them that that is going to challenge them to do something about it. You make us want to have children again so we can do, oh this, do this right the second time around. Well, you know what? We we can teach and we can help and we're going to do that. And uh, we're just we're just so grateful that you to took this time to be on the podcast and yes, to thank you so much. Yes, uh, and uh, we do want to get you over uh, for a couple of sessions yes. at our church because I feel like it's so needed and parents are crying out for it. They're crying, you know. We look around and the things that we've been wanting all the time. And I'm going to say this real quickly, and we're going to ask Rachel to pray over uh, this tonight. I was Rachel. I was going to ask you anyway. So you were next. So. Uh, he just confirmed it when when he said that, but but uh, the the thing that I believe that we as women are crying out for, and as children are crying out for, we're crying out for that man to be our head, to yes. be our leader, to be our covering, and it yes. was just so misconstrued in where it, it's I'm I'm the man now you're going to obey me you do this and you do that and you. You do all the rules that I set down, but that was no covering. And, right. and I believe that there's been so much missed in that. Mm-hmm. And there's that hunger to be covered so that the children can be the children that God wants them to be. What is their bent? You know, your children were musicians. There are those that say, my children is not child is not a musician. What is it? I don't know. But if you ask, God's going to help you find it. And you're going to be able to help enable them to push right. on to their future. But I, I just really believe that God is going to use this podcast not only for our listeners, but for you guys. God is going to begin to open doors. And if there's pastors that are listening to this podcast, and you are saying, and I know there's some that, that are listening, and we're going to really encourage that, then you be sure and let us know, or, or you get hold of John uh, David Skiles, and Rachel, and uh, they would love to come to your church and teach a couple of nights on this. And, and uh, because it's so important, this is a mandate that God is asking of us because we are, we are all have a mission for this day and this time. So, Rachel, would you pray before we leave today? Yeah. Father God, Lord, we come before you and we pray that you just minister and move and bless each and every parent out there, whether it's a single family, parent home, or a mom and dad working together. Lord, you know exactly where they are. I pray for that single mom tonight that there are things and people that give her the encouragement to reach out to those that are around her to for support. Father God, Lord, let her Come in contact with those resources that will she can draw from and just pour into her children. Whether it's a young man or a young lady, you want them all to be godly offspring, and that's what our hearts are today. 
God, Lord, as we've raised our boys and are continuing to do so, I pray that you continue to lead us because we don't know everything. Only you, God, know what you have for our children and what you have for us to teach our children in every area, in every way, and they, each and every day. The little things matter to them, Father God, Lord, so don't let us take them for granted. Each and every prayer we say with them or for them, every devotion we have before school, God, Lord, those are all important. And we pray that you help us to continue to strengthen us to do exactly what you're calling us to do. I pray that you just bless each and every one that's listening. I pray that they have been encouraged. Just pour out your spirit, pray, and just lead and guide us in all things. In your name, amen. 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 Thank you. I want to ask you this real quick. Do you have a website or email to give to listeners? Um, They can reach us at uh, an email address at John, J-O-N, the letter D, Skiles, at gmail.com. Okay, thank you so much. Well, until next time at the table with Darlene, may the peace of God rule and reign in your hearts. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today at At the Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at darlenesolidrock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At The Table. You can also check us out at DarleneRoads.org. Also at WAWMinistries.org. Thanks again for joining us at At The Table with Darlene.